Welcome to another edition of the NCBI podcast. I'm June Tinsley, uh, Head of Communications and Advocacy with NCBI. Um, and today on our latest podcast, we're discussing all the ways of trying to improve someone's mental health. This is in, in advance of World Mental Health Day coming up next week. Um, and I'm delighted to be joined by three service users who are happy to uh, share their insights and experiences and advice in this space. So on the line with me, I have Brendan Ward, I have Leonard O'Mahony and John Pepper, all from different parts of the country and different backgrounds and experiences. So thanks very much, guys, for jumping on the call with me and uh, I look forward to having our chat. I suppose just to, to kick off, um, NCBI started a, a men's network last year um, and I would just love to hear a bit more how it's going and uh, what motivated you to, to join. Um, I suppose, can I ask Leonard to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, hi, my name is Leonard O'Mani and uh, I joined the Men's Network recently. Um, on this journey, we talk an awful lot about um, coping skills. And to me, talk therapy is one of the greatest coping skills that I have. Um, I talk to different people about different issues when it comes to the network, it goes to a new level because um, you're talking to people who have walked in your shoes and more importantly, it's non-judgmental and non-directive. It's an excellent service. That it's, it's a huge, huge asset. It's probably one of my greatest coping skills. And one of its greatest things that I find is listening. It's probably it's harder to be a good listener than a good talker, but everybody is on an equal level and an equal platform, and it's lovely when people listen to you on that level and you get excellent, excellent feedback. And Leonard, for the benefit of our listeners, how often do these group meet, and are they um, available on online or do you meet in person? We meet over the phone every two weeks. And I suppose a great way of judging any um, thing like that is that when it's over, I'm looking forward to the next one. Um, I happened to miss one two weeks ago. We had one out yesterday. I missed one two weeks ago uh, due to just the technology glitch just around the time we were supposed to touch base. And I was so, so disappointed because I do find them, they're, en they're actually energizing. And I suppose it's all about um, building friendships as well. And, and as you rightly say, listening from other people's experiences um, and how valuable that can be. Huge, huge. And as I say, these are guys that are from the four corners of Ireland, but you can feel the empathy and the energy right down through the phone. It's absolutely fantastic. I, I'm sure it's very um, nearly community based because, as you say, you're supporting and learning from each other. 100%. It's um, this huge nuggets of knowledge shared amongst us. Um, and it's all at a lovely base, you know, and it's non-intrusive. There's nobody trying to take over the conversation. And it's at a lovely, lovely level, but hugely inspiring. Um, and... How did you how did you hear about it and how did you join? 
Well, I thought I'm new to this journey. Um, I've been in contact with the NCBI um, just towards the end of June, and I went into their local office, which um, their attention to detail inside there just blew me away. They gave me little bits of knowledge, and I took it away and put myself forward for joining the network and the library and different things. And within a couple of days, they had me signed up to it. And then um, the girl who facilitated Megan had me on it. And from there, then the wheels started turning. And it's, it's after been lovely, lovely journey so far. Delighted to hear that. Delighted. And, yeah. as, you're right, and as you say, the talking aspect can be so crucial to um, good mental health. Which brings me on to my next question then around the um, action for happiness, um, which I'd like the, the, our listeners to, to hear more about. Um, and what are the, the 10 keys to a happier living? Uh, so I suppose, Brendan, if, if I can ask you to expand on that and consider how these can apply um, to everyday life when living with a, a vision impairment. Sure, June. Action for Happiness is a small charity originally based in the UK, but spreading around the world. And its largeness comes from the volunteers involved. So it's quite small in its own uh, structure, let's say, but it's all volunteer driven. So that means that it's got great power to uh, expand in different countries as it has done around the world over the last 10 plus years. And I think what came up for us in the men's group is the fact that so much of what uh, we were doing in the men's group uh, was aligning with what Action for Happiness was doing. So even though they're not focused necessarily on sight loss, many of the themes, so the 10 keys to happier living is one of their frameworks. Many of those 10 keys, things like resilience, mindfulness, giving back to the community, all those themes seem very relevant for us. And so we started trialing this out last year. Uh, once a month, we would pick up the theme of the particular month that we were in. So let's say this month is October and the theme is optimism and overall direction in our lives. So we had that uh, session just the other day and we were able to do uh, actions, you know, share actions. So the word action and action for happiness really matters because we're not sitting there talking theoretically about the topic yeah. of direction in our lives or uh, taking a video with some tips that Action for Happiness presents, three tips each month, and we're discussing them based on our own experience. And that's really where Leonard was sharing there about talking and listening. You know, we really get uh, uh, share our own experiences, some of the struggles, some of the positive uh, accomplishments and breakthroughs, and really learn from each other in that sense of community. So Action for Happiness mm -hmm. and the 10 Keys ha has given us a fantastic framework to guide us through the year. Uh, it, it's once a month we cover this topic, whatever the topic is of you know the month on the calendar, and then we have a, a discussion among ourselves. So it's it's very powerful because it gives us that structure it gives us that momentum and it helps us to 
uh, not just narrowly focus or get bogged down in one topic, but actually to keep going through the year, discussing these different aspects of well-being. And that's really what uh, Action for Happiness is all about. It's not just happiness in a happy, clappy kind of way. It's actually that yeah. more deeply grounded sense of well-being, which we found really helpful on our own journey of sight loss and our own situation. And can I ask each of you, is there a particular kind of key that has resonated or tip that has resonated mo most with you? Um, do you want to sh share your your one, Brendan? For me, <laughs> the, the one that sticks out for me is we covered it a few months ago, the whole area of giving back. So, you know, for NCBI service users like ourselves, you know, there can be periods where we feel we have to adapt to sight loss or for those, um, um, you know, in different circumstances, different experiences of blindness or, or visual impairment. You know, it can be hard uh, to keep in mind what we can do for others, you know. Um, you can kind of lose the sense that you have capacities beyond sight, other things that we can do that are supportive in our families, in our communities, in our workplaces. So I like that theme of giving back because it's not trying to deny the fact that, you know, like everyone in life, we have challenges that we have to overcome. There's yeah. also room alongside that mm -hmm. to contribute something. And maybe that contribution that we make changes as our site changes, but there's still a contribution nonetheless. Yeah, no, I can totally understand that. Um, John, can I can I ask you, is there any particular key or theme that has resonated strongly with you? Yes, the theme that uh, has resonated with me, uh, I think it was the, the March uh, theme, and that had got to do with mindfulness. And there were a few key elements there that uh, struck me. First of all, it was the first occasion when uh, I really got a grasp of what mindfulness is. And uh, I think it was conveyed in, in such a manner that really it, it, it explained to me for the first time ever that in all our everyday behaviours, whether it's doing something in the kitchen, maybe doing something in the garden, being with our dog, being with our animals, we can be mindful at any time during the day. And that was, um, I, I, I had never grasped that before. But secondly, what I would say about uh, the Action for Happiness is the, the manner in which it's delivered. It's very succinct and uh, it operates on the basis of the power of three. We're, we're given three examples or three things we should do. So it's very, very easy to remember. Um, so for me, um, in addition to the, the um, what Leonard has spoken about in terms of the, the value of the network group, which is absolutely incredible, this here uh, is just the, the, the bonus piece. And what it does is it enables us in, as somebody said, a non-judgmental way to, to deal with what the topic is, what it means for us and what we can possibly do. Yes, 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 yes. And I suppose because it's in that kind of um, style and approach, it, of course, aids your well-being and improves mental health as a result. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And Leonard, can I ask you, is there a particular key or theme that has resonated with you? 
Uh, I suppose I'm very um, kind of aware of the self-care side of things. And the self-care for me does revolve, I suppose, around um, the kindness aspect. I'm very conscious of giving little bits back to people now and recognising it and communicating with people that I hadn't communicated with up to now and setting myself achievable goals that I've done so far and that I intend to do. And that's very big for me. Excellent, excellent. And, and thank you for, for sharing that because you've obviously highlighted different uh, keys or themes um, and it, it's useful for our listeners to understand the, the diversity of that framework as Brendan described it. I suppose my, my next question really is, um, why do you think it's important for NCBI to offer a, a variety of services um, to improve mental health? And John, can I ask you to explain that one from your perspective? Sure. Yes, from uh, my experience, I find uh, that NCBI as the pr premier voluntary support agency for people with um, sight loss, it, it offers a range of um, programs. Uh, there's obviously counselling, there's friendship, there's the, the IT support, and um, the other is uh, what we've just spoken about there is the, 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 the men's, men's network. But for me, uh, NCBI, um, it's, it's an entity, but within that entity, the face of it are the people who work in NCBI. And all those that I've engaged with, apart from each of their professional skills and competencies, they carry much, much more. Uh, so one doesn't have to, to confine support in dealing with mental health issues to the area of counselling or befriending, both of which are critically important. But for me, in all my interaction with the, the people in NCBI, for example, Derek, who's in excellent support in terms of, of um, helping me come to terms with an area that I was alien to, namely um, computer skills. And uh, the person who is the, the primary support for me, and that is Jean Kiernan. Um, Jean has a, a tremendous capacity to uh, empathize, to be with you. And uh, there have been different occasions when, for example, I went uh, to Navan to engage in um, cane skills. Now, when, when um, I was doing that, I was doing it in a very grudging manner. And Jean has a great capacity to read the signs, be it the body language or whatever. Yes. And um, both of them, in, in their core responsibilities, they, um, they empathize, they show compassion, they have um, incredible persuasive skills, all of which uh, add to assisting us with mental health issues that, that yes. arise inevitably as a result of the loss of vision. Yes. Yeah. And I suppose that that's the the crucial aspect to it, isn't it? That, that, that kind of being able to um, exude that empathy and understanding um, to make sure that then, you know, you know, as a service user, you're in, in safe hands um, and that um, we're there to support you. Absolutely. Um, I find that I'm in a safe environment 
And uh, it's their capacity of compassion, empathy, um, persuasion, and patience. And those qualities are exuded uh, in a very exemplary manner. Great, great, good to hear that. Good to hear that indeed. Um, and I suppose, as you alluded to there, receiving that care and support in whatever format it takes, whether it's technology support um, or accessing the men's network or, or availing of counselling or whatever, um, all of those are designed to ensure a service user can um, improve their mental health and, and adapt to, to their new normal now living with less vision. Um, and it, it, it's all components, parts of our, our services and to improve mental health. So when mm. we're consi considering World Mental Health Day, which takes place next week, um, what do you feel the, the core messages should be for NCBI in that space? Um, the core message, I believe, should be to um, continue with what you're doing. But within the men's network, um, we, we have identified um, an area of, of need, which um, we, we, we believe is growing. There's a growing need in terms of the increasing number of people who are experiencing uh, sight loss. And from our experience, which in my case is, is, recent, is recent with Leonard, um, there, there is a need, we believe, for uh, not only support for the service user, um, and this is the person who's lost a faculty that they've had from the day they were born. So it's not something they gain during their life. So this is, 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 a, is a massive loss of one census. Mm -hmm. But um, in helping the service user cope with that, we are relying upon our nearest and dearest loved ones, be they spouse, wife, partner, husband, family. And uh, we believe that there is um, a critical need there for NCBI, as I said, as the premier agency to examine uh, the prospect of putting in place a, a very structured, systematic um, arrangement for support for family and spouses. So that, that um, they're given the support to cope with this new um, situation yeah. that they find in the household. 100% agree, because to be fair, um, as many service users have told us, Sight loss doesn't affect the individual alone, it affects the entire family. Exactly, exactly. And uh, certainly we believe there is a, there is a need around that, uh, be it uh, put in place on a geographic basis, um, a regional basis, or, or whatever. And mm -hmm. um, we, we also believe that those of us who have suffered uh, sight loss, that perhaps we could make a contribution to uh, designing some kind of forum or program um, that would be an awareness and an, an assistance for the people who have to carry a, as much a burden as us, but perhaps more in terms of what they may have to take on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and as you, you rightly say, um, so many service users are happy to, to share their experiences for the benefit of other families. So it's tapping into their um, insights and knowledge for, for the benefit of uh, of others, really. Yeah, and I, th I, I want to say from my own experience that uh, the men's ne network 
the the openness of of the men there who uh, have had say class for whatever length of time, be it long or short, but who are experiencing the various bumps on the road. There is an incredible openness there. And um, what we all have in common, sadly, is sight loss. But the other thing we have in common is um, an intrinsic friendship and camaraderie that um, we're able to tap into what somebody else has done and maybe experiment on that. So I think there's tremendous potential for the men's network as, as a peer group, a peer support group, to um, de- develop further and uh, perhaps move into the, the area of advocacy within the NCBI. Yeah, I can certainly see um, closer links um, to be explored in that space, 100%. And I suppose just in terms of accessing these groups and what the future plan is for the um, Action for Happiness uh, within the men's network and, and, and broader, um, Brendan, what's the your hope for the expansion of these, which we could more service users could avail of? Sure. We wanted to see how we went in practice, you know, rather than sitting around the table uh, discussing these <laughs> possibilities, we dived in and started trialing it out ourselves. And I think a year plus of experience in the men's group using the Action for Happiness materials has been really helpful. And we want to continue that. And there is discussions underway to see how that could be expanded even further beyond our men's group into um, other areas where service users can participate, be it other parts of the country or other peer support groups for that matter. So the hope is that we can expand and that we can, uh, you know, share these materials uh, under the auspices of Action for Happiness and do it in a way that honours uh, the goals of Action for Happiness, which in this way, I think, align very well with NCBI and the well-being of service users. It's how do we bring people together? How do we create those friendships that John was talking about? How do we learn You know about the 10 keys and the overall framework? How do we stay proactive around our mental health? Because in the end, whether it's sight loss or any other loss, Um, the experience of loss is a common experience in our humanity and if we want to see other ways that we could um, expand the 10 keys and the the use of the 10 keys framework uh, around the NCBI so that's in the coming months hopefully something there'll be more uh, updates on but I think meantime as always, the most important thing for listeners and service users to remember is that it's not something we have to go through on our own. The community resource workers are available and they're the best place to start because then, depending on the menu of services available at a particular point in time, uh, the resource workers can help guide uh, the service user. And that's a really, really powerful uh, resource, as John was explaining, Jean has done tremendous work for all of us, and in 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 that catchment area, and it's really the the best place to start. So we're hoping that as Action for Happiness plans unfold, you know, that will come through to resource workers who'll be able to guide those who are interested to get involved and to sign up. 
hundred percent. Um, and I suppose for for any listeners that uh, are keen to either reconnect with NCBI or already have a a, a community resource worker, um, feel free to contact the info line, which is one eight hundred nine one one two five zero. Um, other information around our services, in, including the um, some of the peer groups and men's networks and um, connection network and all, all those other initiatives that are designed to improve mental health information on those is available on our website, which is ncbi.ie. Um, but for now, I would just like to, to thank Brendan Ward, Leonard O'Mahony and John Pepper for uh, their contributions and um, insights. And it certainly sounds as if the, the men's network is being a very successful initiative uh, that you're all benefiting from. And I wish you all the success as it continues. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank, thanks a lot, Jim. Thank you. Thank you.